Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Greetings, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. I'm Dan Conroy. And I'm Bobby O'Rourke. Bobby, what if I told you that all of your greeting card supplies, whether it be stationery, ink, stamps, more ink, could be purchased in one location? I would say you have cut my shopping time in half, and where can I find this magical place? Well, Bobby, unfortunately, what you would probably need from our location is both a plane, probably a car to get further down the line, and a time machine, because we just missed it in April 2022. (gasps) But it was the noted Plus SF Now market in San Francisco. It was an in-person market for greeting card supplies for these companies. I was reading this up on the Greeting Card Association. No, really? That existed? It did. It did in April of 2022. Reading the paragraph from here, this exciting new wholesale show reported high quality attendance and order writing from top brands and makers. A joint effort by Emerald Producers of NY Now and the nonprofit Greeting Card Association, producers have noted the Greeting Card Expo. The market gave buyers an opportunity to discover a wide range of stationary, gift, home, and lifestyle products on the West Coast. Strong attendance fostered and strengthened business-to-business connections, spurred transactions, and ensured the two-day market was exciting, memorable, and an immense success. And we missed it! Son of a... Oh, boy. We're never going to live this down. How are we expected to get anywhere in this podcast if we don't know where the action is happening, where people are getting the goods? Let alone, this is before we even talk about whether or not there was an East Coast market, which I don't think there was. The trade publications are going to have a field day with this. They're going to just, they're they're going to, they're going to flay us publicly. The front page of Variety, Greetings Podcast, didn't make it to a two-day market to buy stationery, something that people, I think, buy online anyways. Page two, longest headline ever recorded for Variety. It was the longest headline they've ever done, and they completely forgot to mention anything about that new Brian Cranston movie uh, where, oh, who is he co-starring with? Wow, I shouldn't have made this reference if I wasn't ready to go about it. The new movie where they're pretending to be, um, well, they're they're winners of the lottery, I guess. What's that called? Oh, the Lottery Boys. TheLotteryBoys.com. All about the lottery. Lottery time. Wow. I was not ready to make this Well, you know, there's there's Lottery lottery Boys, Lottery Boys Part 2, Lottery Boys, Jason's Revenge, Lottery Boys, uh, Freddy's Nightmare. Lottery Boys 7, Fievel Goes West, personal favorite of mine. (laughs) It was Annette Bening and Brian Cranston and Jerry and Marge Go Large. See it now. It's not in the trades because they were too busy talking about this marketplace event that we could have gone to i guess it only would have made sense for us to go if we were going to buy stationary stuff bobby do you need stationary stuff right now you know i'm i I could go for some some pens yeah can never have too many pens yeah you're at you're out of pens you're what are you ballpoint guy cartridge fella oh you go right back to the the sassy wick i'm looking at it right now nope that i broke the i broke the tong off that one nope no i like the uh that if the tong's broken (laughs) whatever the piece that that you would use to keep it secure inside your pocket and to let people know that you want to get punched in in a in a movie in the in from the 80s you know the scourge this the um apparatus of the pocket protector right. which was yes. they and 80s movies and tv 
to your point, made it feel like that was going to be more of an accessory for your garden variety nerd than it ever was. I don't think I ever saw somebody live use a pocket protector. Could you imagine being such a person that you are such a nerd, you are writing down equations all day to the point that you run out of ink on a pen daily and you need more than one pen at all times to be at the ready, lest you forget any part of the equation you're writing down. Well, of course, Bobby, you are a a, a person of uh, uh, letters and writing and, and a scribe of our times if you are a nerd, and therefore you need multiple pens. And heaven forbid you decide to do your algorithms with a blue pen that certainly will not fly and you can't write your prose on red so you got to have multiple colors at the ready i was equally impressed by the care they had for their shirts i don't think i've ever cared about an article of clothing that much in my life which might explain why how so many of my shirts have grease stains on them because i either cook <laughs> while i wear them or i'm eating on them you're quite the That's cook though I'm... i have to say you're an experimenter so like it's no wonder that your garments you know wear the badges of experimentation on them all the time thank you they they, they wear the badges of somebody who was trying new things all the time but did not compensate for that by buying new clothing when it would be appropriate to have something that wasn't stained for a certain occasion. But these <laughs> nerds, these these movie TV stereotype nerds were so at the ready with their protection of their clothing that they went ahead and had a pocket protector. What were they made? Was it is it like a plastic thing? It's basically like a not to get too NSFW here, but essentially a prophylactic for one's uh, shirt pocket. I, it might have been. It looked like felt in some cases too. Like it, it was an item you put in your pocket that looked to be like a flimsy wallet or or leather or something. I'm not really sure what pocket protectors are made of. Now this is why we do this podcast. We we ask the hard hitting questions that people need to know about. We have to get to the nitty gritty of all of these different cultural pieces that we didn't think were ever going to come up again because we just assumed they were going to be lost to time. Leather sounds like a really beautiful pocket protector. That's something you're going to wear with your family to the nice restaurant, but you're still, I mean, you never know when you're going to have to get into pre-calc at the table. Oh, so you, you wear that to the break. spelling bee? Yes. Or when you know that the biggest bully in school is going to knock your lights out at 3.05. Those are the only two times you wear that. It's a special thing. Or it's like an honor. There's a third. there's a third option for the leather one, and that is when the debate team actually gets to go on a sleepaway competition <gasps> or debate in the next town over. So they get to go to like Center City or whatever, and they get to sleep at the Sheraton. And you want something that's going to look really good in front of the judges, especially because you know that if you take first prize, the chaperones are going to let you guys go to IHOP. And that's a huge deal. And whatever happens at the Sheraton sleepover with the IHOP trip stays at the Sheridan sleepover with the IHOP trip. Unless Miss Caraway finds you, and in that case, she is going to tell everybody in the lunchroom the next day over the intercom during the morning <laughs> announcements. You're going to get, you're not even going to get in trouble. You're just going to get shamed. This high school sounds right up my alley and, and, and can only be the experience of everyone else who's ever attended high school in America. I, I, I mean, I have something similar where I absolutely... We didn't, I didn't do debate club, but I did something that was like debate club mixed with forensics. I can't remember the name of it right now. It was called like, you know, American discussion or something like that. It was basically forensics. And we did do a, a sleepaway one time for a big competition. And all I can remember from that day is we stayed up late watching whatever was on like HBO at that time of night. And we all like woke up in the suits that we wore all day <laughs> and just went downstairs in the same suits. So by the end of it, we were grimy and greasy, and it was it was a whole two day thing, and we were we were in a bad element by that point. So that'll <laughs> that'll be remembered for all time. We had to like we had 
we were like sharing beds like two to a bed each so it was like really it was like depressed traveling salesman sort of sharing it was like you ever see the documentary i think it's called salesman about the about the bible salesman no i haven't I, I think that's i think that was the name of it it was like an older uh, documentary and it was about salesmen selling bibles it's from okay it's from 1969 it was the mazels brothers albert and david mazels who many people might know for having directed gray gardens but oh. yeah it's all about yeah it's all about them being uh, i think they go down to florida at one point and yeah it's grim stuff and that's how it felt <laughs> i did model un one year too and my most pungent memory of that time is going to breakfast and them serving you those eggs that are made from powder and so when yes. you get them they, they have molded to the shape of whatever container they came from so i just scooped out what was essentially a snowball of scrambled eggs and plopped it on my plate and i ate it because i was 15 and what did i know but thinking back i just imagine what it has done to me since, since that time just just the memory of those eggs or, or the memory of those eggs that they've done to you or the actual eggs themselves have they caused physiological damage yeah i'll never know it's definitely the second one but but of model that is my most vivid memory of model un i represented nepal I think that's my second most vivid memory, and the rest is a blur. Oh, okay. Well, well, were you as uh, as Nepal eggs in stomach and and thoughts in head? What did you go up to in regards to Nepalese representation? Please tell me it's something to do with mountains. I don't even remember. I think I was that's involved funny. with trash cleanup, literal, just like people are dropping trash on Mount Everest, and we'd like it to stop. <laughs> no, yeah, totally. I think I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but I'm down for. We just got to just people have to be off the mountain it's no more you've had your time you've had your chance all we've provided is trash and bodies we've got to stop the mountain is getting too heavy if you haven't climbed it by now you're not going to climb it get another dream yeah if you haven't made the trip already what were you waiting for yeah. and what were you going to go for yeah. so young bobby o'rourke representative for the nation of nepal, nepal. <laughs> the eggs might be powdered but our hearts are beating and our minds are clear straightforward that should be in the banner did that ruin you for for eggs for a bit? No, that was the sad part. I bounced right back. You're right back on eggs. I had it more than I, that, once. I'm not I'm not proud. I'm just just want to give the people the, the full story. Oh, you went back to more dry. It eggs. was a you weekend, kind of... so you know this. There was only so much food, and I was a 15 year old boy. You could have just broken a pencil in half and put it in a blender and and served that to me as a smoothie. I'm like, yeah, sure, this is food. Especially no when it is the glamour at that age of being a quote unquote complimentary breakfast from a hotel, which you sort of because that's that's what it was right oh yeah and and i gotta say i have never outgrown that it's it's one of the things that i think my wife and i have the most distance on it's so weird to say my wife but she you, well you didn't say it looks, correctly but that's right i didn't say no that's right i didn't say it like borat so it doesn't count no not at all um, you can say it then it's fine. i won't do that but, <laughs> but i i still genuinely unabashedly love a continental breakfast mm -hmm. and when i go to the waffle machine that i turn over oh the waffle and machine, the eggs yes. and the bacon and the oh. muffins and my my wife has a banana and some peanut butter and she's like what are that's, you doing i'm like, I'm living life that's what i'm you're doing. losing money when you do that anyone could do a banana <laughs> with pb it takes some time uh, some time and it takes some love to make yourself a waffle because you got to stand there you've got to inconvenience a bunch of people behind you who are equally as excited to use the waffle maker it's gonna have to heat up you are just waiting for that little orange light to beep so that you can pull your waffle out you might become 
impatient and pull your waffle out too early. But the point <laughs> stands. I, as you can tell, that my favorite part of the complimentary waffle uh, breakfast was the waffle bar. And I, I couldn't believe that such a luxury was allotted to us because it's this big piece of cast iron that you have to do stuff to. And I was like, yeah, in a in a modern hotel where there's electricity and running water? Okay. For someone who only learned to, to cook fairly recently, like myself, that was a big thing because I didn't cook at all. Mm. So the very action of turning over the portable skillet, whatever you want to call it, was very exciting to me, still is in many ways. I grew up with a, you know, your garden variety waffle maker that you would have at home where you just kind of push it down and push it up. So when I first started using the ones in hotels, I was like, why do we have to flip it over? Is this some space age technology I haven't heard of yet? Has NASA gotten the lead on the best way to cook waffles? No idea. Not sure where it came from. Oh, yeah. I guess I it's to release, there's like a timer on it. So I think it releases the timer. I guess maybe due to gravity, you get a better char on one side of the waffle. And so if you want to make it mm. even, you could flip it. But maybe that seems like I've already thought far too much about the process. And they just thought it was cool and something stupid kids like myself would be really interested in handling. Hey, two stupid kids right over here. I got my, my, I got my stomach full of those waffles when I got a chance. That and, of course, that loose kind of uncrisp bacon they would offer that was kind of just in a pile. That's that's the best kind. Because that's oh, the pile bacon. Pile yeah, bacon. You stuff. know you're getting mm. a good deal with pile bacon. It was always very... It was never burned. It was always kind of floppy, too, which yeah. I remember not being the most enjoyable, but also thinking I'm getting free bacon and, and who am I to refuse? Yeah, exactly. Gift, so it's I'm like all this to. stuff is coming to me at a complimentary, so whatever quality it's at. And, and you know I'm taking a muffin for the road. That's absolutely happening. And to this oh, day, yeah. I'm with you. Like, I, I feel like the complimentary breakfast should be a standard everywhere, to be honest. If I'm just going to the convenience store, I'd love to see a waffle bar. I'll buy something. <laughs> convenience store waffle bars. Consider it, Dwayne Reed. We'll, we'll start buying these cards if you offer the uh, opportunity to make a waffle in your domiciles. We got to start saying TM after these ideas because they're, they're, we're sending them out there with no kind of copyright. Someone's going to gr- snatch these up. We're going to get a lot of cease and desist at one point uh, from many different <laughs> businesses that we've mentioned time and again. But it's kind of like music rights. How much would that suck if that's all you always have to just say copyright? Language would be impossible, more so than it already is for me, because already it's a bit of a struggle. And speaking of language, too, I'll say for the listeners, um, I if you if you hear me rasping or a little coughing, I apologize. I'm actually in the throes of a, a of COVID at the moment. I am fine. I am vaccinated, which is good. But I apologize if I sound raspy or overtly sexy. I don't mean to be. Trust me. It's a combination of both, folks. And let's go ahead and rate him on the Twitter. Do we think Bobby sounds uh, sick, raspy, or sexy, raspy? Let's go ahead and start that. He's already decided to be selfish and get COVID right when we were about to record. And so now I am going to subject him to a Twitter feed of how do we think Bobby sounds? Tell us now on the Twitter feed. No, just joking. We wish him a speedy recovery and glad that you are not feeling the brunt of it. No, I appreciate it. And and please, on that poll, be as brutal as you can. I, I am looking to lower my self-esteem. I'm too proud, if anything. You know what? I actually did, for some reason, watch clips of Escape from L.A. today. So you are reminding me of a Snake Plissken character. And I'm not going to take any questions for why I decided to watch clips of Escape from L.A. today. I'm trying to compliment your voice. You sound like a you sound like a mercenary Kurt Russell. Oh, that is a high compliment, man. And it is. High compliment. And it's all yours. Oh, thanks. So it's card time. 
And I think we should it get is, right to the card. It is card time. And this time, the honor fell to me to pick a card you've never seen. So I hope you enjoy. It's it's emailed to you, but it's in three pieces. So uh, for some reason, it's scanned strange. So start from the rightmost side and then move to the left. So so there, there's three images and you should start from the right and move move backwards. Um, okay. So like a tara. And I'd like to, and I'd like, to, no worries. I just want to make sure that this wonderful card that you've provided this week, Bobby, which by the way is available on our Twitter and Instagram feeds be sure to check them out on the handles that i mentioned at the beginning of the episode so that you can watch along and enjoy with us the experience of this greeting card i should start with the one not to give too much away at the beginning but the one with lemons on it right that's right life has given you lemons yes gorgeous gorgeous okay (laughs) starting now (laughs) just it's so much at once sorry listener so we open up to this card it is just filled to the brim with half-sliced lemons. It's loaded with either lemon slices or lemon halves. But dear listener, as you can see on the Instagram and Twitter feed, it is above the lemons, so it's an aerial view, so you can't really tell whether or not those are half lemons or slices. Because of the layering on the bottom, I'm going to guess that they are, in fact, slices. There is a saying to the left, it's with a sort of lime green or almost pea green background, and it says the phrase, you changed my life. And then there are two areas of the card I want to bring up. One in the top right corner, there is a sort of silvery sort of chrome-like look, almost like aluminum, that is covering the one side of the card. And then to the near bottom right, there is also a bar that doesn't fit the rest of the design of the card. It's got a, you know, triangulated color scheme of maroon and the same kind of lime green color as the background that says you changed my life. Uh, there's white. And then it it's on the bottom. It, it, Bobby, is that a is that also chrome and it's like a reflection? What is that? That's the part on the top right or the or oh, where? the bottom right oh the bottom right that's that's chrome too and if you look not at all carefully you can see my perfectly manicured thumb oh <laughs> yes well you know listen it wasn't part of the sure. card so i didn't know if it was appropriate to get into it but make hay while the sun shines we've got a beautifully manicured bobby thumb there love to see it when you can great great <laughs> nail and cuticle structure there much healthier than mine which i'm not going to show for embarrassment maybe if i stop you know picking at my nails we could get somewhere but the yeah the the, the chrome pieces on the side confuse me did you have a thought when you saw these first bobby i was honestly so distracted by the lemons which you are now correct they are slices that i didn't even didn't really occur to me that they were chrome siding like you'd find on a car Uh, and i can all i can tell you is that when you open up the card you will only find more questions that's all i can say about the about the stripes and about the whole the really the whole card i was just struck by the colors as you might imagine when i saw this in a I think it was a Dwayne Reed. I was picking up some kind of products as one finds in Dwayne Reed. And of I course, it's where they sell them. That's where they sell them. It's all products. I saw this burst of yellow and I said, oh, sometimes the car just hits you. You know, once in a while you have to scrounge for them. Yes. But sometimes it just jumps out of you. And this one jumped out. Yeah, of me. I, I've, I've, I, had, I had a moment this week where I was kind of scrounging, even though it wasn't my week. I was kind of feeling the pressure of, oh, man, this I was in a tar- Target, which is not a Dwayne Reed. And mm. I could not find the proper card. And, and sometimes you get lucky and one just comes right up at you. And this is a perfect example of it. But yeah, this chrome, 
is a very odd addition to this piece. It almost feels like this was meant to be on a Father's Day card, trying to make it look buff and manly and full of testosterone. But it doesn't work with the lemons. I mean, the rest of this looks like a beautiful antibacterial soap I'd have if I was trying to theme my bathroom perpetual summertime in Italy. But I don't know where the chrome's coming in. It feels very odd. Speaking of Father's Day, which just passed, I I did want to share a text that I got from my father-in-law. My wife texted my dad and said, Happy Father's Day. And I texted her father and said, Happy Father's Day. According to greeting cards, I hope you're either drinking, fishing, or reading a World War II novel. That's the only three you get to do as a dad. And his response was, Thanks, I'm not doing any of that. (laughs) And I said, that's exactly the right response. (laughs) You can't get angry at an honest answer, especially when it's the answer you would have given. Are you going to do any of those things? Of course not. They all sound terrible. No. And I applaud him for his honesty. I I said, that's that's a great text. And happy Father's Day. And happy Father's Day. And then he would go on to open up his current James Patterson book about the Gulf War. I don't know what he reads. I'm just just making a joke that it wasn't World War II. James Patterson already wrote, excuse me, the person who says they're James Patterson already wrote another Gulf War novel while we were having this conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah. And by the time we end this podcast, three Gulf War novels under the name James Patterson are going to come out. So be sure to pick those up at any Mm -hmm. Hudson News. (laughs) Or Walden Books. Or Walden. Do those still exist? Nope. (laughs) Okay. If you can't get a Walden Books, I've got a friend at B. Dalton Booksellers that can help you as well. So go ahead and message us on on the Instagram and we can help you out there. Where can I trade in my Borders gift cards? I got them when I was 16 and they've been languishing in my wallet. What you have to do is, if you still have a Walden Books, or no, you said Borders, sorry, I'm stuck on Walden Books. If you have a Borders <laughs> or a Walden Books, you have to go to the last open badge, Babbage's, which I believe is in central Indiana. And while they do electronics, they will take them. And then they have this thing where they exchange it only for KB Toys gift certificates. It's just a real mess. But I had a great day in central Indiana, and you can too. And those are rare, so you gotta gotta take advantage of them. Rare Good Days in Central Indiana, my new memoir name. You know what? For all the listeners, Central Indiana, I've never been there. That was a cruel joke, and I apologize. So, you know. I don't apologize, but I bet you guys have good days. I don't know. How about show us? Show us on the the social medias. I don't know. Yeah. Central Indiana. Broken Clock is right twice a day. So show us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Broken Clock, Indiana. If that's the name of a town, by all means, show us what it's like out there. Do you guys have a KB Toys? That would be so cool. I hear they actually are coming back. They're like Toys R Us. For some reason, toy companies don't want to die. I don't know. <laughs> well, because Toys R Us is coming back as well. That's what I mean. Man, they won't let anything from our childhood go away. Everything's a remake these it's days. Because it's all we have left. Not to get too much into it, but nostalgia is the only thing left. And that's what's going to keep people buying physical toys, not on the internet. Have we hit the creative limit? Or we just, we, we've hit infinity. We, we hit the wall. I'm like, I'm sorry, you're just going to get uh, reruns of MASH or remakes of uh, uh, different Friday the 13th films, I guess. that's This is pretty much it. And I don't hate more. that reality now that you said it out loud because I was about to debate it. My, my argument is that it is probably more profitable at the moment to just keep rehashing what people already love, the things that only 90s kids will understand, than it would be to make something in that store of verse that would is new and fresh because malls and stores are dying anyways a new generation is not going to them anyways so you might as well whoever's left just try to beat on the centuries dead horse that is nostalgia people will go to blockbuster to say they've gone to blockbuster even though i don't know if the last last blockbuster which i think is in 
Alaska. I, don't I know. think it is. Yeah, and they have a great Twitter too. I highly recommend if you don't follow that one. Wait, but I I know that Twitter, but I don't know if that's. Is that from the last blockbuster or that's just called the last blockbuster? I, I'm not sure, honestly, but the Twitter one, I'll say whether it's actually related to the last standing blockbuster is very funny. Okay. So I'll just say because I do remember it's, that it's Twitter and one of my favorite tweets from them was about happy Fourth of July. We're going to set uh, the couch in the in the back of the store on fire if anyone wants to come by. <laughs> It's one of the when I was like more actively on Twitter, that was like one of the only things I I was excited to to see was updated. I was like, oh yeah. I forget what my favorite one was, but I, I it's something like uh, only today half price off of all remaining copies of Three Ninjas Kickback. <laughs> <laughs> was Three Ninjas the movie like there were three kids that learned how to be ninjas? Oh yes, that was a childhood favorite of mine. Not the sequels, except for the one with Hulk Hogan in it. That oh one, my god, Hulkamania! Oh man, yeah, Three Ninjas. I haven't seen since I was eight, probably, but Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain was a favorite at one point of my, my brothers who was a little younger than me. So I was watching that one till I was about 12 I'm or sorry, 13, did you say, probably. I just want to make sure I didn't have a mild stroke. You said High Noon at Mega Mountain. Is that what I heard? That's, that is the title of the Hulk Hogan one. The Three Ninjas Save a Theme Park yeah. from, from Extortion. I don't like usually talking in these terms, but that... that title screams a very particular decade and uh, that is that is a 90s oh, if i've ever heard it man man oh man yeah just the term mega mountain really says something it feels like it should be on um not was it called guts was that the name of the global guts is that the that global the guts yeah the the nickelodeon mm-hmm. sports show where oh, you yeah. try to mm-hmm. you have to uh climb the aggro crag um <laughs> an epic game show which is not what this card is it's not an epic one it Try, it, it, it's playing to be very summertime, very fresh. Clearly, it's meant to be very soft and enjoyable, but I'm weirdly distracted by this chrome. I don't know why it's here. I can't stop thinking about it. I, I like lemons. I enjoy lemon-flavored, lemon-scented things, but, but why are you adding aluminum in there? Is this deodorant? Because then it would make sense. I was distracted by the seriousness of you changed my life. <laughs> That's another thing period. I wanted to bring up, yeah. That was what got my eye. When I saw the colors, the second thing was you changed my life. And I couldn't read it except as though I was watching a trailer for a dramatic film I would never see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something something out of the Sundance lineup that seems a little too much for me. You know, it's already 9 p.m. I just want to watch a comedy. So I'm, I'm going to go back to the same comedies I always go to. And I'm not going <laughs> to not going to get deep deep into this movie, maybe for another three years when it becomes irrelevant to to watch it. But, yeah, you changed my life. That is a that is a lot to give somebody at the beginning of a card. Huh? That's page one. That's page one. And. I don't know. Like, what am I now that I know that I've changed your life? What is to be expected on the next couple of pages? Only one way to find out. Does it involve lemons? That's another thing to question. So I turn to the second page and it is the color of the background of the bar that said you changed my life. It is a key lime green, we'd call it maybe close to like a pea soup green, kind of somewhere in between. Goldenrod, maybe. A little goldenrod, perhaps, might be the best way to describe it. You know, I'm I'm borderline colorblind, so that might be a part of it. Now, I'm noticing that there's sort of a (laughs) white outline around it, Bobby. Was that part of the card? Yes, it was. Wait. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So. Yeah, that's the card. So, only part of So, there's a a yellow box. Yes. And with, 
within the boundaries and another chrome stripe at the bottom. I see that now. Oh my God. Wait, that chrome stripe just wraps around it. Why did it do that? I I, I haven't talked to the stripe. I can't, I, I, I can't say. You didn't have a conversation with it before you left the greeting card place before you left. The it, do- it does feel rude to like take a photo of a card, not give it the time of day and then just leave. Just that give does it a feel solid caddish. 15 minutes. The cashiers won't even bother you once you start talking to it. They don't want to, you know, get in between you and the card <laughs> experience there. Why would you only color in that little box area not the full thing that doesn't make any gd sense so odd so odd to me Mm. like why would you just keep that completely like blank on the borders of it and then again what is the is this a load-bearing aluminum stripe is this meant to convey the importance that you have changed my life so deeply in this fashion what is the reason for because you know that cost them way more money that cost more Buco Dolores over at the printing company. So why did they <laughs> find it to be so artistically necessary? I, your guess is as good as mine. I guess they said so, someone high up in the high end of the gift card, you know, exec board said one color is fine, but two, two is better. Two is so better. Grab, grab whatever you can. Get them in there. And, you know, let's make it three with the lemons. Let's just add and add and add. This will really, really bring home just how much this person's life has been changed by the color schemes and the confusing abstractness of the chrome uh, strips. That is, and, and if you think about it, that means you can't bring this card on an airplane. That's right. You don't get caught in uh, insecurity. <laughs> this is a, this has got TSA written all over it. Now, when you turn to the, the third and final page, this will maybe make a little more sense, but my only thought was it's almost the same color thematically as the front. And I thought this is, the yellow spot is where you're meant to write some sort of heartfelt message. And we've talked before about how greeting cards often don't leave a lot of space for an actual message that says happy birthday and just enough room for a signature at the bottom. So my only guess was you were supposed to write whatever message comes after the sentence, you changed my life, full stop. And this is where you say, thank you for pulling me from the wreck of the Lusitania. Uh, Thank you for growing a kidney in your backyard and giving it to my hog who needed the kidney. I, this is where I guess you elaborate. Thank on how you, your life was thank changed. you for staying on the phone with me while I binge watch the entire new season of Stranger Things. I know it's a long time to be on the phone, but I needed to hear your breathing voice. I know you don't watch the series, but you were just still there to give me support, and that means a lot. You sang along to Kate Bush, and that was the important part. Yeah, and then everyone got angry for a bunch of young kids not knowing a Kate Bush song. And I, I should say too, I don't really know who Kate Bush is either, but that's that. That's I, she, I think she, I. I know her for the song Wuthering Heights, but that's really the only song I know from Kate Bush. So, man, I hope she doesn't listen because I've just offended Kate Bush. Kate Bush, if you're listening and you're slightly offended by the fact that we don't know you, even though we know that you are an award winning uh, singer songwriter, by all means, please message us on the Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we'd love to have you on the show if you've got any strong opinions about greeting cards. <laughs> you were. <laughs> You were a popular singer-songwriter for many decades and still are. By all means, come talk greeting cards with us. It'll make perfect sense. (laughs) With love, greetings, the greeting card podcast. So Mm -hmm. now that, and I'm trying to put myself in the mindset that you have structured for me, Mr. O'Rourke, where in this green, this goldenrod, we can call it, I have thanked my friends. I have given them the text of love of how they've changed my life, saved my life, made it better. And then I go to the next page after I've written my dirge, and it says simply, thank you, period. (laughs) Capital T, lowercase y on the U, period at the end. Again, 
thank you, period. It's a white background. The text itself is now colored the goldenrod that the other page was colored. There is no mistake that we're going to put some random shit in this, meaning there is a little chrome bar at the top followed by a much larger multicolored bar of a sort of salmon color, sort of a light lavender and goldenrod. And then on the bottom right, there's an asterisk amidst a goldenrod background bar as well. I don't know if this is trying to be like a quirky card and that's why we're seeing random stuff or that was just the it was trying to look more cosmopolitan. I I, I don't really see what the artist direction was here. There's a desperation to this card, a quiet desperation to quote Henry David Thoreau. Big fan of the podcast also. He loves the stuff. He loves the stuff, yeah. Can't get enough of it in the shack that he, living on the land in his best friend's backyard. Stealing pies from his friend's wife. Counting (laughs) ants all day. Walden 2, even more Walden. (laughs) Walden 2, the final Friday. Walden 2, electric boogaloo. (laughs) I remember, the thank you, it's so blunt. It, It has the power of a Hemingway short story. It's all that's unsaid in this card that, that gets my goat. I have to give it credit, yes, because from a literary and context standpoint, it puts so much on the podium weight-wise, and you feel the weight of that thank you and the weight of what the words must be coming in that you're putting in this card. It gives you that space to expand and expand and feel it. And so I don't understand where we're coming from with the design of it. I feel like the strength of this card would only increase if we deleted some of these strange additions that, again, feel very much like a very certain artistic time. I don't know when that is, so don't at me on that. But just like there is a feeling of randomness, of abstractness, maybe I'm overusing that term. Like there's just something that feels a little off about it because it's trying to catch your eye in all these different ways that don't matter because the idea is you are thanking somebody for how they have quote unquote changed your life which already is a very high bar to put in a greeting card a thank you card is more for like hey those flowers on secretary appreciation day were great (laughs) (laughs) not hey thanks for pulling the honda off me when i got in that accident there's there's a there's a well of 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 uh different emotions in between them and we can have a whole conversation i think on the etiquette of giving thank yous for thank yous because the situation you just described, I know this is a tangent, hear me out, but someone gives... That's all this podcast is. This is just long tangents. Someone gave their secretary, or their, their in this case, flowers and said, thanks for being my secretary. Then the secretary gives them a card that says, thank you for thanking me for being your secretary. And that could continue. And I've seen that happen in real life. And I want a whole conversation about that. Now is not the time nor the place, but maybe well, in the future. But just to take be. a little clip from that, what I can only imagine is incredible monologue, Bobby. And maybe we'll just do a whole podcast where you just go into it. <laughs> when you saw somebody do that, how long did the exchange go for? Like, obviously, there was an initial impetus, or not impetus, what am I trying to say here? Uh, great band, though. Catalyst? There was a catalyst. Yes, there there was a Genesis card. Maybe that's what I was looking for. Go to the Bible, Dan. Mm -hmm. The Genesis card. And then from there, how many back and forths do we get? I have seen... I have seen someone give a gift as a thank you. The, gi- the gift is a thank you for services mm, rendered. Okay. The receiver then sends that person a card and says, thank you for the gift. 
that was. And I was going to say, and at that point, that's where the exchange should stop at the thank you card for the gift, right? In my opinion, it's very hard to be humble. I found like when people thank you, I'm very uncomfortable. Not that people thank me for a lot, but when it happens, I thank you for I, your I say, service. Thanks very day. much. Yeah, I know you do, but I, I, I've seen your tweets. Um, but that's that's the end of the transaction. Someone thanks you because you did something for them, and you say thank you very much. Appreciate it. Done. To give something back to a thank you is to now force that other person to give a thank you for the thank you for the thank you. It's it's you create these uh, layers, turtles these all the way layers down. upon layers of thank you. And maybe that's just trying to be don't want to overuse this word, but here we go. Thankful for the exchange we're currently <laughs> having. I just unfortunately a synonym is not coming. You want to show your gratitude to a person, whether it's because of a gift for services or because of a very nice thank you card. Maybe they were taken aback by how thoughtful and how much work was put into it. And rightly so. That's a nice thing to do. But the bucks got to stop at one point. And it's got us, yes. I say, a gift is given as a thank you for rendered services, and then a thank you card is given for the gift, and now we have reached the end. We have reached the conclusion of the necessary gift-giving services. You're even more liberal than I am. That's one step further than I was You're saying once a gift is given, you don't have to give a thank you card. I say once a gift is given, you say, oh, thank you so much. I'm comfortable with that, too. I mean, I'm just, now. I'm trying to give... The person who wants to buy, who wants to keep the specifically the thank you card genre in business, I want to give you an out and say, okay, yeah, I understand. Like, for example, when I've gotten gifts for my birthday from family members or friends, I do like to give a thank you card. And while I agree, perhaps socially for everyone, it's not necessary, um, I still see that as a nice thing to do, and I think it's nice. But I would never in a bajillion years expect anybody to give me a thank you card for a thank you card. Now I feel like sort of passive-aggressive competition has begun where you you want to end this. Oh, oh, I want to be the last one to give something. And they're not going to feel like if they get a thank you card from me for the thank you card for the thank you card, they're going to be like, God damn it, I got to send another one. Like it's just it's a ne like just echoing what you said. It's a never ending cycle. This is mag. This is mutually assured gratitude. And there's no no ceiling to it. It'll go on forever. And interestingly enough, for some people, maybe you, maybe not. I'm well, going to we'll say see. it anyway. Um, did I bring up wedding thank you cards the last time we spoke? I, I think you did, but please refresh my memory and the listeners. I'll be quick then in case I did because the listener deserves... slow. We got time. The listener deserves better. When giving thank you cards for attending a wedding, I get why you give them to friends and distant family because they've traveled or give you gifts, etc. But I wrote one to my parents <laughs> and I was told to. And I, I can't describe <laughs> the dissonance that happens when you say to your parents... Thank you for coming to the wedding of me, who is your son. Yeah. Hey, guys, thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming to this one. You birthed me. And, you know, I, I, short of like a deep family dispute, you could have chosen. I mean, you were going to come, but uh, you, you, I, there is a chance you couldn't have. So thanks for coming. Uh, love your son. Yes. And now your new how, daughter. How do you sign that except like your old son and your new daughter-in-law? Did you, how, What did you end up writing? Just an actual like, thanks for coming. Oh, I think I think I was a bit cheeky. I said something like, "It's me, your son. Thank, thanks <laughs> yeah. for coming." I couldn't be 
totally sincere because it felt so strange. And my parent, my parents, and my my brother are the type of people who would find that funny. They wouldn't be offended. So I think they they got it too. And they said, "Yeah, we." When I met them in person afterwards, they said, "Yeah, we uh, we assumed you you were happy to have us there." I also know your parents and have met your brother, and I feel like they would have not at all felt the need for you to have given them a thank you card, but mm-hmm. they would have taken great revelry and fun in you being cheeky about it and just having received one in general must have been like a good time for them i think that's that's probably closest to what happened yeah yeah that's probably the case because you're right it is like out of all the people that i have to sort of bite my nails and worry about who i'm giving a thank you for for attending the wedding like you just said people who came from afar friends who you know traveled a great distance your parents who I know for a fact live one state over. It's like it wasn't exactly it wasn't exactly crossing the Oregon Trail as we mentioned in the No, podcast. I could I could get to their house between dinner and and or lunch and dinner rather if I re- if I really had a mind to. It would have been a fine no hour problem. and a half commute maybe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like it would, <laughs> a, 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 not including city traffic perhaps, but mm-hmm. no, yeah, but like you you do feel that especially with big events like that like a wedding, you have to give a general thank you to everyone. Otherwise, you know, someone's going to feel I felt that way a lot of the times with Christmas cards because I'll receive Christmas cards from people and they're very nice and glossy and then I'll feel bad that I have nothing to give in the Christmas card category but at the same time I just didn't think to get a photo done in time so that was basically my fault I think a couple times I've given like general Christmas cards where I just write a note for each person in it but there is this weird oh wow are we doing an exchange now do I feel bad about not having one which I think has been the plot of a couple of different you know TV shows and stuff, the Christmas card exchange where you start to feel guilty about. Because in a way, that's a thank you for being a part of my life for the year. So Yes, it's right. A- and this card so reminded me of a, a baby shoes for sale, never worn sort of thank yes. you. There, there's, it, it, there's a sadness in this one that I couldn't fully figure out, except the colors, because it's so bright, but the words are so blunt. And the the art, like you said, is somewhat abstract or expressionist i don't know the right words i'm not an art scholar but it's it's attempting to be bright and you could tell something is happening under the surface here that is a bit traumatic and that's what draws me to cards really the trauma yeah we're we're addicted to it and you and you got to go for it every time you're in that little aisle at the convenience store or grocery store (laughs) there is something deeply lonely about this card there is It is a, there is a deep loneliness that implies, look how much you've done for me, but I don't know how to express it because I don't express these emotions a lot to people. I'm going to do it in a fun, fresh, lemon-scented card, but I needed to carry the weight of how I feel, and so we are left with an image that would have been perfectly fine for a lemon pun about your birthday. Like don't be sour. It's your birthday or something like that. Or, oh, that was good. Not bad. You know, put sitch sitch you and sits me together and you got citrus. Um, one of those <laughs> use both if you'd like, um, but instead TM. we are left TM trademark. T- trademark trademark. I, I don't, I'm not trademarking stores. I'm trademarking our card collection that I'm going right. to go back in the archives. And we are left with just, you changed my life, period. The period makes it lonely, doesn't it? it, it this this is the kind of card like James Bond would buy 
for like someone saving his life. There's just it, it is completely divorced from regular human sympathy. It's like uh, yeah. this is what humans say when they're grateful. Thank you very much. For right, this. right, right. I'm I'm too I'm too busy being insane in my own way to uh, properly show my emotions here. But like. Uh, there's just so much room for this image to have been used in a pun fashion. Like imagine like, again, thanking somebody, you could have said you're one of a rind. Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> Man, these are, you're rolling them out tonight. This is impressive. I'm just thinking like there's, there's just, I don't, I don't see Bobby. You have found us an uncanny Valley card in a whole nother fashion. Cause this is one where someone just slapped importance on lightheartedness like thank god there's not a baby animal here to distract me but it is the next best thing which is a very wholesome almost like the the kind of image that makes you thirsty like it's a very these are succulent lemons we're seeing in the front yeah the 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 illustration is effective it seems bright and merry and and thirst thirst quenching perhaps yes absolutely thirst quenching and then we get to you changed my life no exclamation point that would have helped you so much if you had said you like you changed my life that would have been kind of cute but instead, no, just period. Like, I need you to know how much you changed my life. And then on the inside just says, thank you. This is not the card you, maybe, um, like, do you give this to a sperm donor? Or <laughs> <laughs> That's too joyous, though, because you're having a baby. It's, that doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't fit. You give this to someone, like I said, like you said, who pulled you from the wreckage of a of a Honda Accord that had collapsed on top of you. I, I think you find out the person who gifted you a kidney, like randomly, like yeah. the, the organ donor. So it's not a good, so it's not a good scenario. No one likes to have to get a stranger's kidney if you have to get it. But I feel like in the man, put that of, on a pillow. No one likes to get a stranger's kidney if you have to get it. I, I gotta start working for primitives by Kathy. That's that's one of the ones they should put on their weird little uh, weird little wooden uh, blocks that are on mantelpieces of unused fireplaces. Look forward to the greetings Etsy page, and and we'll 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 put some products out on there. Great for your stepmom and your stepmom. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Like it's it's this is only for like the most. It, it feels kind of weirdly obligatory. Thank you. Like you feel the need to say thank you to them, but not in a way that is cheerful or exciting. One that is somber. And we must we I must I must clasp your hand like a fellow warrior and make amends for the the time and effort and resources you've given me. But also we don't, you know, grab each other with Roman handshakes anymore. So we're going to have to do it by greeting cards. Honestly, the way I'd sign this card, it would say you changed my life. Thank you. And then in my handwriting would be the sentence. Let us never speak of this again. And then we yes. never speak. Yes, yes, yes. This is the greeting card you give after the body is successfully in the desert. This is the one <laughs> where no one's going to know it. It was a. It was a wild sweet 16, but it's all over now. And you're just going to have to go, look, what we did is I thank you. Forget my name. (laughs) I'm going out of town and so should you. You changed my life. Thank you. Oh, I think this is the second. Go ahead. I was going to say there's like 400 bloodstained dollars in it. And you're just like, you changed my life. And. I really feel like you should leave just for yourself. I'll speak to you when it's safe. <laughs> God, this 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 card takes you on a journey and it doesn't even mean to. Man, I got to thank you for broadening my horizons. I would have passed by this sight unseen, but thanks to you, I'm 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 seeing a whole new world that I never would have before. Hey, and thanks to you, I'm seeing a bunch of random stuff on the pages I didn't think were going to make such a huge difference, but here we are. Bobby, yet again, you have found us a card that puts us in a place we didn't expect we were going to be emotionally, but here we are. We're just And arguably didn't need to be. 
but that's no. that's up for but i think i think you are contesting me because i normally get like the kind of weirder ones but now you're absolutely i think uh on par with finding them for me now it's the works on you now to find the weird cards <laughs> so so dan you have you've seen the card you've dissected it where do you put it on our as as normal the person who has read the card for the first time where do you put it on our scale of top of the fridge keep this card forevermore to trash can which is i read it and i just immediately disposed of it you know this card bobby it entertains the heck out of me it -hmm. confuses me it (laughs) does not miss and match but every time i open it i can't help but laugh because it is just it's it's like felix and oscar it is just two mismatched characters put together (laughs) on paper and the hilarity just ensues from there you don't got to do any work at all so I think it deserves a special place. <clears throat> While it might not be a blue ribbon card, it certainly is one that asks questions as you look at it. It's just you got to keep revisiting it over and over. So I am going to award this the upper right corner of the fridge. Ooh. Uh, for many, that might be where your freezer door is. For others, that might be where the one side of the fridge is. Either way, it's not going to be in direct eye line. But we're going to keep it up there because you're going to go in for your second glass of uh, heavy cream of the night. It's the only way you can go to bed. And (laughs) you see it up there and you go, oh, hey, yeah, I remember I got that three years ago. Let's take a look. And you're going to open it and you're going to giggle once again. So it deserves to be within your eyesight every so often. Again, I don't think it is exactly our A-list card, but it has a place. And much like the card says, it did change my life a little bit. All right. Solid, solid recommendation. I do appreciate that. Now, Bobby, where would you put this card on your fridge? I'm going to go in in the area, but a little lower. I'm going to put this, I think, smack dab in the middle of the fridge, which mm. sounds more honorific than it is. But it, it's, it's, it's viewable, but it's not the first thing you see. I, I too, am... This card contains multitudes. And so that, that, above all else, would just keep me saying, oh... I got to read that card again. Someone wrote me three paragraphs thanking me for this obscure deed that I did. And I probably should shred it because it is evidence, but I can't part with it. <laughs> but until you hear the hard knocking on the door and you have to pull a Goodfellas where you're uh, feverishly crying and dumping it in a toilet bowl, you can enjoy it up until then. Yeah, up right up until that moment. You know, you brought in a factor I didn't even think of originally, which is, yes, there would be most likely such a delightful message in there that it would be nice to keep it around to remember that nice message from the person so if anything it's got added weight to that so i would agree with you 100 percent. right up until it says the secret code we said we would never say and then i've got to burn it in my sink this is the kind of card you get 15 years go by and then you get another anonymous card in the mail that's unmarked except for the scribbled phrase she's back that's the (laughs) And then, and then the and then the directions to the safe house you have to go back to. Right. But of and course, then I, I put that card a little higher on the fridge. I'm like, oh yeah, remember yeah. this? Yeah. Well, because it's a Spider-Man pop-up card, they wanted to elude any postmaster that might be thinking otherwise. So in the front, it says, "My Spidey senses says you're turning too," and then on the inside, it just says in really rough handwriting, "She woke up." <laughs> But oh, it's good. Man. It's good to know where you stand with those, with those <laughs> spidey senses, and it's good to communicate with your posse when things go hard. Be sure to do it in greeting cards. Oh boy! 
So I think that'll just about do it today for our time here at Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us for another episode. If you've got a greeting card suggestion, please feel free to send it in our DMs at our Instagram and Twitter at our handles that I said at the beginning of this show. And yes, Bobby, any parting words? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking forward to what's next. That's pretty much it. This card, this, this exhausted me in a good way. So I'm, I'm happy to have gone. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to see where we're going next. We're happy to have you here, Bobby. Sickness and all, we hope that you feel better very soon please rest up please maybe watch something about family that might help out a little bit Mm. Uh, i am referring to the fast and furious franchise that you love please don't watch misery like you said because that's not going to make you feel better well that was the first fast and furious according to a lot of scholars but fine yeah that was that was canonically that's where it started with uh uh, an angry fan uh about to kill an author (laughs) that's how you know that's about family oh yeah thank you all folks we'll see you next week Bye. bye bye The old hand starting as I live and breathe. <laughs> the old. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the old hand starting. Get my starting. coughs out now. <laughs>